0: Welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host Victoria Smith and I am super proud to say that I am officially an author. <laughs> it's hard to, it's, I don't know, it's, a, I, I've been waiting a long time to say that. It's, I don't know, I've been saying, like, I'm a wannabe author, I'm, in a, I'm working on a book, I'm editing a book, and now it's actually out there in the world. Stressless in 90 days, your guide to beat burnout, build resilience, and actually enjoy your daily life is live. And it is live as an ebook, as a paperback, and as an audiobook. This was a labor of love. Um, and I truly do mean that because I've been working on it p- pretty much since the pandemic started. Um some people baked sourdough. <laughs> this was my project. Um, and it's it's something that I wanted to do before the pandemic ever hit. I always knew I wanted to do a book. and then, I, it's not that I had, I was not like blessed with tons of free time. I have two small children and a full-time job and moving provinces and trying to navigate all that stuff, but this felt so purposeful. And the reason it felt like that for me is that I love what I do. I love coaching. I love group coaching, coaching one- to one coaching. I love speaking to audiences to share stress management strategies. But especially during the pandemic, that felt a lot harder to do. There's always a certain price point um, with coaching or public speaking, right? And I don't know about you, but my my budget became a lot tighter during the pandemic. My financial situation changed drastically. And I don't know that I could have afforded a coach, um, at the, you know, when I was in the thick of it. And it didn't mean I wasn't stressed. I just couldn't afford that. Right. So I was really passionate about as best I could breaking down my 90 day program that I do in groups and with individuals for you, the reader, Right. So that anybody could access it, whether you're buying a copy, whether you're ordering it from the library. I wanted everyone to be able to access these skills and strategies. So that's how this was born. And it was, um, you know, I didn't have a magical week to work on this book. It was during my daughter's nap time and in the evenings and on weekends and after my kids went to bed or before they woke up. Like it was. It, it was in all kinds of places at all kinds of times of the day, um, and I'm really lucky. I had my uh, I had so many people who helped me with this book. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. The purpose of today's podcast episode is, in case you're interested in the book, in case you are wondering what the writing style is like could this be for you i wanted to share the first chapter of the audiobook with you i spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours <laughs> recording this audiobook for audible don't worry it's not hours and hours and hours long it just takes a long time to record and edit an audiobook especially when you have noisy kids in a house <laughs> so i wanted you to get a sense of what it's like um and it's already ready to go, so we can, you know, just, just head on on into it. But before we head straight into the first chapter, I wanted to start with the acknowledgements. Because it, it took a lot of people to make this a reality, so I'm kind of skipping to the very end of the book to read the acknowledgements before, before we go any further. This book has been a labor of love. I'd like to say that it was written on a glorious Italian retreat in the countryside, not a care in the world, watching the sunset as I typed away on my computer, but it wasn't. It was written during a devastating and exhausting global pandemic in tiny pockets of time with help from so many people. People who shaped it, people who provided their feedback, and people who cheered me on when I had my doubts. First and foremost, to my husband, David, and our kids, Jack and Anna, thanks for giving me the time and space that I needed. David, thank you for taking on a much larger parenting role so I could make this dream a reality. Jack and Anna, I'm hoping I wasn't too absent, but thank you for your patience with Mummy as she juggled all the roles. To my brother, Neil, thank you for being... A sounding board, but mainly for being an incredible editor. From where this book started to where it is now, the transformation is in large part down to your astute edits and feedback. To my mom, Diana, thanks for always believing in me and reminding me that I'm capable of hard things. I have so appreciated all the babysitting, and big thank you for The weekend at your place where I powered through 20,000 words, my fingers still cramp at the memory. (laughs) To my sister-in-law, Tara, thank you for your early feedback and editing. The simple phrase of this is a book I'd buy from a reviewer of your caliber has carried me through a lot of moments where I lacked motivation and inspiration. To Amy Stubbs for your many years of wise counsel and for being one heck of a coaching partner. To Hannah for the call that I needed the most at the time I needed it most. To Families Matter, and in particular to my postpartum counselor, Amanda, for getting me through rock bottom. I am eternally grateful for the services you provide. To my cover designer, Sheena, thank you for creating a cover I'm so proud of. To Lorraine Patton, thank you for getting me through the process of publishing and keeping this scatterbrain on track. And to all the people who support my life and my business in so many ways, thank you. Special thanks to Stephanie Pollock, the best business coach an entrepreneur could ask for, and for Amy Wood, my phenomenal PR manager. To my coaching clients, past and present, you are the reason I do this work. I'm honored by the vulnerability you've shared with me, impressed at your resilience and the way you show up even when times are tough. To the clients who have allowed me to share your stories in these pages, an extra special thank you. So, without further ado, we'll head into the first chapter and I'll touch back with you at the end for a little special bonus announcement. Rash Decisions. It started with a rash on my ass. I was on a weekend getaway with my mom, a much-needed break in Victoria, Canada. I had been working 60-hour weeks with my husband living over 6,000 kilometers away in Scotland, chatting via Skype at the oddest of hours, and living alone was feeling pretty lonely. Hence the trip. It was our second day, and while changing my clothes to get ready for our first adventure, I noticed a patch of red, flaky skin on my left butt cheek. It was itchy. Having grown up with eczema, I am no stranger to the odd skin issue. I put it down to the hotel's detergent, but as the day went on, the itching got worse. Driving me wild. It didn't stop. 48 hours later, away from adventure and back in Calgary, back at work, the rash had spread down my left leg and up the side of my back. It hurt a lot. It felt like little bolts of lightning shooting at my body at random intervals. I went to the doctor. Under bright fluorescent lighting, I unbuckled my pants, my cheeks flushed with embarrassment. My doctor took a brief glance, then proceeded to spend a good five minutes asking me how I was feeling stress wise. How many hours was I working? Was I unhappy? What was my mental state like? Did I feel motivated in any area of my life? Did my heart ever race? Had I ever had a panic attack? The diagnosis was shingles, a viral infection that causes a painful rash. Same family as chickenpox, except traditionally you don't see people getting shingles until their 50s or 60s. Traditionally. No offense, I said to my doctor, but I don't exactly look like the advert for shingles. I remember my 60-year-old father getting a shingles vaccine the year previous. My doctor nodded, you're right, but I'm seeing more and more young people getting shingles due to stress. He went on to explain that stress didn't directly cause shingles, but chronic stress does a great job of battering the immune system, allowing the doors to illness to be flung wide open. I was embarrassed. I was 27 and shouldn't be overwhelmed by a full-time job and a long-distance relationship. Plenty of my friends seemed to be killing it at work and at home. Why couldn't I? I certainly didn't enjoy telling my employer that I had shingles, a virus more common in the elderly. So while I couldn't be physically at work as the virus is contagious, I fired up my laptop and worked from home five or six hours a day. I was physically exhausted, drained, and not getting good sleep. The agonizing rash and jolts of nerve pain that ran the length of my body made it hurt to sit or lay down, and walking was pure misery. I'd get myself into the oddest of positions, balance my laptop precariously on a pillow on my lap, cushions underneath my butt, and work away as though I wasn't seriously ill. I pushed through. Two weeks of this agony, and as soon as I could be back at the office, I was. Time moved on, my husband moved to Canada, and certain stressors were removed, but work continued carrying on with a heavy load. I'd wake up early to get to work before anyone else, fueled by massive amounts of Starbucks, and ride the waves of anxiety and stress that came with a job where I couldn't control many of the outcomes. Half my job was as a corporate event planner. It's the kind of job where you can have the most detailed Excel spreadsheet and plan an event to total precision, only to have the caterer show up late. Or maybe there's a leak at the venue. Or the bus for guests showed up without seatbelts, and your company policy will not allow you to use a bus without seatbelts, and now 20 executives are sweating in their suits waiting for multiple taxis to arrive. No stress there. No sir. Then I became pregnant with my son. The juggling began. My parents announced they were getting divorced after more than 30 years. Add a new ball. I found out my dad had cheated on my mom, and I ended up being the one to tell her. Add another one. Oh, and to top it all off, a global recession was underway. Price of oil crashed, and there were definitely going to be layoffs at work. Another ball, and another, and another, until the balls dropped. That familiar rash on my ass returned. I called the maternity clinic and they sent me to the hospital. This time I hoped I caught it early enough to get a vaccine to minimize the pain. I was six months pregnant, so just like any other person that far along in pregnancy, they send you to the maternity ward where you get assessed whether you have a broken arm, contractions, or, as in my case, shingles. Eyes widened when I said I suspected a return of the virus. They shuffled me off to the furthest room from all the other glowing mamas-to-be. Doctors and nurses donned yellow gowns and blue latex gloves before entering the room and assessing me. I felt like a buzzing neon caution sign. Again, I felt like a failure. Like I couldn't handle the stress of normal people, but this time it doubly stung because my health was now impacting my unborn child. What kind of mother would I be if I couldn't even offer my child the carefree waterbed of its dreams? Mom guilt starts early. Those few months were some of my worst. It was all just too damn much. My support systems dried up. My mom was going through her own trauma with a divorce. I didn't want to be around my dad. My husband did his best but was equally overwhelmed by all the things. My brother was a great listener, but I didn't want to burden him with more than necessary as he had his own new baby at home. And then, after what felt like an eternity of pregnancy, my son was born. I pushed for two hours with a failed epidural. Oh yeah, they don't tell you that can happen. And then he was born. I loved him instantly. And yet, only an hour after my husband and my mom left the hospital for some much-needed sleep, I was sobbing to the nurse about how I couldn't do it. I didn't want to let my kid down. The nurse saw the total panic in my eyes, took my son to the nursery so I could get some sleep, and I lay there thinking about all the ways I was going to screw this up. I had very few friends with kids, so I felt isolated in motherhood. My son would cry for hours on end, call it causing his insides to writhe in pain and his lungs to scream in agony. And then postpartum depression hit, dropping me off an emotional cliff and leaving me for the buzzards to pick at. One random afternoon of yet more screaming, my son, and silent tears, mine, I picked up the phone and dialed a local charity called Families Matter. Among many services, they support women with postpartum depression. My intake call was 47 minutes long, and I sobbed my eyes out to the counselor about all the things, my child included, that were choking me. She listened. She told me it would be okay. She said it was natural to feel this way. She told me I wasn't alone. And she booked me in for my first session with my designated counselor. I'd been to counseling before, but this was different. This changed my life. Little by little, I felt more in control. Session by session, I built my toolkit of strategies to handle hard moments. We didn't only talk about my son and motherhood. We discussed the pain of my parents' divorce. We talked about how unhappy I was at work. We talked about how challenging changes and why it's hard for most people to tackle one life change, let alone three or four simultaneously. She held space for me encouraged me and helped me to rebuild my life. After our final session together, I continued this work on my own. All I wanted to do was help others, even a little bit as much as my counselor had helped me. While I love the experience of counseling, I didn't feel called to it in the same way as I was to coaching. Counseling is incredible to help you process what you've been through and how it's affecting you. Coaching can help you move forward and achieve whatever that new desired state is. What I love about coaching is that it's action-oriented. You can use counseling and coaching in tandem, or you can do them sequentially, but they serve different purposes. I share these stories with you from the get-go so that you have a sense of who I am and why I wrote this book. I am not a psychologist or a doctor. I am a coach who has helped many women to make a path off the stress treadmill and toward a stress-less future. I want to make it clear that I am coming at this book and frankly at my life from a state of privilege. I am a university-educated white cisgender woman. I don't know what it is to experience racism or bigotry firsthand. These naturally add an extra layer of stress onto an individual. While I can't know what it is to walk through that stress, I do know that the strategies I learned and will share in this book are high level enough that it shouldn't matter what combination of stressors you're experiencing. Even though these strategies should work, I don't have that lived experience of disability, racism, etc. There are systemic changes that need to be made to lessen these stressors. I launched my business, Stressless Ladies, to help women significantly reduce their stress so they can actually enjoy their daily lives instead of feeling guilty they were supposed to be doing something else. I do this through coaching, one-to-one or group, online courses, and corporate workshops. One day, I was giving a workshop at a glossy tech company in town. It was my biggest speaking gig to date, and I had great engagement from the audience and questions about their stress management. As I was wrapping up and chatting to a friend that worked at the company, I was introduced to a woman with bouncy red hair, tired eyes, and a big smile. Her name was Jen, and she'd been far too busy, stressed, to attend the workshop. I told Jen about my job and how I help women to reduce their stress. She smiled, as most people I talk to do, and told me how she could definitely use some stress relief. The difference is that most people I talk with say they want to reduce stress, and then do absolutely nothing about it. They don't know how. They get busy. They feel they have no time. A busy mom of two, a lawyer, and a hugely competent person, Jen believed that stress was just par for the course. I'm kind of wired this way. I always have been, she said in our first session. I smiled and nodded, in the back of my head thinking, we'll see. I could tell she was super skeptical. Skeptics are my favorite. Meet Jen. Jen was ready to be less stressed. She had a lot on her plate. A senior lawyer, her work had a major impact at the company that she worked at. It also had a lot of visibility. When things went well, people saw it, and when they didn't, they saw that too. Jen was and is a high achiever. She wanted to do a great job, but she was struggling with the sustainability of long hours, two young kids, and the intensity of her workload. Her health took a toll. She'd get epic migraines. She'd even done all the things that had been suggested to her. She'd done counseling, she got massages when her body got too tight, she went for the mother of all walks, and it still didn't make much of a difference. So Jen decided to go all in with me and commit to the 90-day program. She took action because she was well aware that if something didn't change, her stress would spiral out of control. She showed up, not just for me, but for herself. Who is this book for? Like Jen, if you're sick of constantly being stressed or reliving the same stressors again and again, this book is for you. You might have tried a number of band-aid self-care solutions, but that bubble bath alone isn't cutting it. You go to bed early, but you're not sleeping. You dream of what it would be like to not work through lunch and have your inbox in a constant state of overflow. You are ready to show up consistently. You're in it to feel better, not for anyone else, for you. Let me repeat that. This is about feeling better for you. Of course, this will have a knock-on effect for your family, friends, or coworkers. When we feel differently, we show up differently. But you have to want this for you. When clients come to me wanting change to help their families, that's tied to guilt. You're pushing yourself towards the end goal as opposed to being pulled to it by a desire for change. If you are in the midst of trauma, I urge you to seek professional help first. This book is not meant to help you walk through the throes of grief, trauma, or mental illness. I always recommend counseling, and I don't know a single person that couldn't benefit from therapy. The strategies in this book won't add to your trauma, but they aren't enough to fully process a recent divorce, the loss of a loved one, being laid off from your dream job, or an assault. Remember, counseling is to process what has happened, and then coaching can help you move forward. While counseling and Stress Lesson 90 Days can be done in tandem, and I have clients that choose to go that route frequently, this program is not a substitute for experiences that require professional psychological support. Jen quickly realized that these weren't your average stressless tips. Over 12 weeks, I guided her through key foundations into lasting stress reduction. We talked through her challenges from the previous week, then set action items she'd work on in the week ahead. Almost every week, Jen would have some journal questions to reflect on as homework. She found that the journal questions were often where the learning cemented itself and more aha moments would arise. Some weeks were better than others. Some weeks her workload was a dumpster fire. Other weeks she was rocking consistent self-care. At one point she wondered if the only solution was to quit her job, even though she loved the people in the organization's mission. So many people who are stressed at work think that their only solution is to quit. But Jen persevered, showed up each week, and did the work. The internal work. I won't lie, there was another little bump in the road during our coaching. About four weeks in, Jen got shingles. We laughed because isn't it ironic that someone who is trying to stress less would get shingles? But that's what the body is good at. As soon as you get off the wild, frantic train, your body takes a sigh of relief and lets everything out. In this case, it let out shingles. But still, Jen showed up. Stress Less in 90 Days is specifically designed to be your path to managing stress over three months. We intentionally do not throw you in at the deep end for you to fail. Sink or swim? Not here. Here we believe in giving you the foundations to smash your goal to stress less. Each week you will have specific strategies to try that will build up over the weeks. Think of it like getting a new tool for your stress less toolbox each week. There's a reason we don't focus on self-sabotage until week five. Can you imagine if on week one, day one, I was like, BAM! We're gonna dive into why the heck you quit on yourself! That would be intense, right? So no, we're not going to do that. Whether you choose to read this book through once and then go back week by week or only read one week at a time, that's up to you. Neither one is better than the other. What I urge, however, is that you do the work. Each week, which is a complete chapter, ends with a recap of self-reflection questions for you to journal and some exercises to try. In addition to this book, you'll be able to download a digital companion workbook. We've all bought personal development books, thought to ourselves, huh, that was interesting, and then never actually applied the strategies. We read the book but didn't do the work. Promise me you'll show up for yourself and do the exercises. My clients attest that they make one heck of a difference. So right now, set aside two hours a week for this work. That two hours includes time to read the chapter as well as time to do the exercises. Just imagine I was coaching you. You'd set aside the time for our calls, right? Set aside time for yourself. There is a daily element to this work. Change doesn't only happen in your scheduled two-hour window. It happens when you're shopping for groceries or decide to experiment by swapping out a coping mechanism that doesn't serve you. The focused work is roughly two hours a week, but the ingrained learning will show up when least expected. It sounds simple, but simple doesn't mean easy. Don't expect it to always be easy. This program is laid out for you one step at a time. If you set aside time to do the work, it's simple, but we all know that showing up for yourself can be the hardest part. You will have bumps in the road. I've had clients start working with me while going through some of the most difficult things you can go through. A rough trimester of pregnancy, a parent in the hospital, or a partner asking for divorce. Remember Jen? She got shingles. Hell, I got shingles. Life is not gonna throw you the perfect three months to do this. What matters is that you keep coming back, especially if it's a hard week. You need it all the more during those times. Find someone to be accountable to. Part of what made this program so different for Jen was that she was checking in with someone weekly. And not just a, hey, I went to spin class text to a friend, but a real check in on what worked over the past week what didn't, and what she'd change going forward. She was finally accountable to someone other than herself. Something magic happens when you know that you'll be connecting with someone to update them on your progress. You show up differently. Studies show that we are up to 95% more likely to achieve the change that we're after when we're accountable to someone. I always say up to 95% is a huge range. That could be 5%, 55%, or the full 95%. That's because you and I both know that it matters who you are accountable to. In university, I made a commitment with a friend in my dorm to go to the gym three times a week. We were going to wake up at 6 a.m., support one another, kick each other's butts. Know how many times we went? Twice. That's because we weren't the right people to hold one another accountable. We were both a little too scared. We gave up on ourselves all the time, so naturally when one person said they didn't or couldn't go that day, the other phoned it in as well. Find that person that will check in with you weekly. Who is your tough love person that holds you to the highest version of yourself? If you don't feel you have a person like this in your life right now, that's okay. It can be a doctor, a coach like myself, a family member, or a colleague. Or you can find someone that wants to do this program with you. Get on board together. Make it your little reading, accountability, stressless club. However you can make it happen, make sure there is someone in your corner. You can always drop me a DM on Instagram at stresslessladies and let me know how you're doing with the program. I'd love to hear from you. It doesn't mean that I can be your accountability person, but sometimes just the act of sharing that you're doing something is enough to kickstart that accountability and motivation. It's two years later, and you know what? Jen is thriving. And during a global pandemic. She's thriving so much that she's taken on a crazy cool promotion, enjoys being at work, she didn't quit the job, and is navigating the changes that life throws her way. Do things get stressful? Of course they do. But she consistently practices the strategies she and I spent 12 weeks building, and that makes all the difference. She showed up, and she still shows up for herself. I can't promise you perfect. I can promise you that this won't be perfect, but if you continue to show up for the next 12 weeks, I promise you'll see a difference. Don't believe me? Let's hear what Jen has to say. A note from Jen. Since I completed the 12-week program with Victoria, I had to take a bit of time to really reflect on the impact this work has had on how I think about stress generally, my strategies for managing that stress, and my levels of happiness overall. Coming in, I was rather resigned to my daily experiences with stress and felt like because I had chosen a career where stress and pressure are the norm, the impacts I was experiencing with my health, e.g. physical pain from tension, chronic headaches, and migraines, my relationship, e.g. not being present with my two young children and husband when I wasn't working, and my work, e.g. feeling reactive and emotional instead of calm and composed, were just something I had to cope with. Not so, said Victoria, and she was right. Victoria is the kind of person you want in your mom tribe. She cares, is smart, pragmatic, and solutions-oriented, and has a robust research-based program with tons of good information. Now that I am through the program, the stress is still there, and always will be, but I have good practical strategies in place for making sure it doesn't totally dominate my life. I have fewer migraines, am able to be more present when I am at home with my family, and don't find that the stress of my work influences how I operate quite so much. I'm just generally in a better place and know that I have good tools to fall back on when the pressure kicks up. Working with Victoria was such a wonderful gift that I gave myself and I would 100% recommend Stress Less 90 Days to anyone who is not quite satisfied with how they are managing their current stress levels. Not all my clients are like Jen. Most are, but not all. The most important key to Jen's success was that she showed up and kept at it. If you can do that, you will see change. I want to recognize you for accepting that things need to change and taking the action to start. That in and of itself shows that you're brave and courageous. While it can be easier to stay stuck, it is a brave person who reaches out for the tools to make their life better. You don't have to feel brave to be brave. Simply show up. You've got this. I know it. Well, there you have it. Chapter one, you're already, you're already in. If you're interested in picking up a copy of this book, you can find it in all formats on Amazon, the paperback, um, ebook and audible. If you enjoyed listening to my voice, head straight over to audible. You can, uh, you can get a copy there. Um, I've I've got a special bonus for anyone who buys a copy before November 7th, so in the first week of its publication. If you buy a copy in the first week, you're going to get access to not one, not two, but three group coaching calls with me. The reason this is so special is if you've never tried group coaching, one of the things I love the most about it is you don't you learn from being coached on your own challenge, but you often learn so much more by observing and being a neutral party, listening to other people's challenges. It is honestly like a a second dose of learning. And I love group coaching. I love doing group coaching. I love being coached in a group setting. I think it's just a transformative experience. And I think a lot of people don't get that experience because they're worried about the financial investment, right? Group coaching can be a bit pricey um, or they're worried about what it's going to be like to share... In front of others, so for many people, group coaching is intimidating. So I kind of wanted to make this risk-free, right? If you buy a copy of the book, you get access to three group coaching calls. Maybe you just see how it goes, right? Maybe the first group coaching call, there's no pressure to actually um, come to the table with a challenge. You don't have. I'm not gonna, you know, Ferris Bueller make you answer um, or come forward, but you might actually find that by listening to others, you connect on a level that you didn't realize. Um, the The more we know people, the more we realize we're the same, right? And so I'm willing to bet that if you show up to one of those calls, you'll get a lot out of it. And the reason there's three is that I'm gonna space them a month apart. So it's kind of like you go through the 90 days with me together. At the end of four weeks, we'll do a call. At the end of eight weeks, we'll do a call. At the end of 12 weeks, you get the deal, right? This one time only, I am going to be your accountability buddy, (laughs) right? I know as a coach that um, when we're wanting to make change in our lives, having someone you're accountable to makes a huge difference, right? I'm not checking in with you every week in this format, but having a touch point, for every four weeks, three times throughout the program, I think is pretty special. And even if it's not necessarily a challenge that you're struggling with, but just a question on the content or sort of how things are resonating with you, just show up. We're going to make sure that they're um, accessible no matter where you are in the world. Um, if you're in the Australian time zone, you let me know and we'll figure that out. But the calls are going to be on weekends, uh, on in the morning in Pacific time, so that even if you're on the East Coast or you're in Europe or in Africa, we will figure out the times that it works for for as many people as possible. So again, um, this bonus is only available for anyone who buys a copy in whatever format before November 7th. So the way that you actually get on these calls is by sending me a screenshot of your purchase. I don't need your payment details or anything like that, (laughs) Like just send me a quick screenshot. so that I know, you know, you invested in, in the book and whatever email address you want to receive the Zoom invite to. And I'll get those out to you the week of the 8th um, so that we can get started with this. I'm super excited about it. This book, as I said, as I'm sure you can tell, is a labor of love. And I know that this program works. I know that it works because I know that the people who have gone through it, who have shown up week to week doesn't mean they didn't have challenges in their life. I've had I've had clients who have gone through some really challenging times during a program like going through a divorce or going through um, illness or the loss of a parent or something like that and and sometimes you think well this timing just sucks right like why do I have to have extra stressors when I'm trying to stress less and yet showing up even if the timing was an ideal was sometimes the best thing that they could have done for themselves at that particular time. So I encourage you, if you're, if you're interested in this book, get it this week, get it before the 7th so that you can take part in this group coaching risk-free, free of charge. I think it's going to be an incredible experience and I hope to see you there. If you have any questions, you know, just reach out to me either on Instagram at Stressless Ladies or you can email me Victoria at StresslessLadies.com. That's also where you can send those screenshots. And yeah, I'm excited to have you along for this ride. Thank you to everyone who has championed the book. Thank you for everyone who has commented, um, liked the post, shared the post. Uh, Honestly, I'm feeling really happy this week. Uh, (laughs) And I'm, I'm so appreciative of your support. So take good care and until next time.